What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right, Russ, I always miss your voice on the podcast when you're not here. That's not true. But um, I will say today, I would love to hear your take on this. I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. How can I create passive income? How would you answer that for somebody? I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. How can I create passive income? Well, one, I would say, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, <laughs> why? I, you know my motto, Stallion. Just try. I, but I, that's not a motto. It it's, is. It's just two words. Okay. Let's just, let's pass on that. Two words is no, not make a motto. Okay? Nike made billions of dollars off just do it. That's three words. They got at least three. You got, you got, you're stuck at two. Just try. Like, how do you know you're not an entrepreneur first? Like, don't, don't say that. If you say it, you're right. Right. Uh, what is it? Henry Ford Henry says, Ford, yeah. if you, if you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. You're correct. And I, I would say first, don't say that. Don't, assume that you're not, but there's so many ways to create passive income. There's ways that you can tap into models that someone else has built, watching you, watching your kids be able to create businesses. They wouldn't natural entrepreneurs. You've, they've been learning. It's a skill set. There's people learn how to sing. I don't know how to sing, but I'm assuming that I could learn how to sing. We're on this podcast, not because we're amazing speakers, because we practice, right? It is an, it's a, it's more of a art than the science. And, and I would say for you, just practice, try, and you might find that there's opportunities. But assuming that you try, you fail, you figure out that entrepreneurship is not something for you. There's so many different opportunities to invest in things that have already been built that can produce passive income. And you can use your skill set, the thing that you are getting at, whatever that is, to maybe help you evaluate the deals, help you evaluate the operators, that can make sure that you're not just handing money over blindly. That's how it answered. And I, I you know, it's kind of like you were there with us, Russ, because we, we cover some of those same things, right? We defined entrepreneurship just so we could get clear. Like, what is it? If we had this idea of, well, that's what, that's for somebody else to do. That's not me. Is that really true? I think there's some soul searching that you can do as a result of today's podcast to determine, like you said, what are my skill sets? What am I good at? And, how can I then maybe even like partner with somebody who has that, maybe that trailblazer mentality. So we get into that, we get into um, the necessity or not to become an entrepreneur. And then finally, really practical ways that people who are not naturally entrepreneurs, Eric and myself and other people, how do they specifically invest? to create financial freedom. Cause ultimately that's our goal, not just passive income, but financial freedom. I don't want to take anything else away from me and the coaches sharing this stuff. And Russ, thank you for your input. I think it's time to now pull up our chairs and belly up. Welcome to the wealth without wall street podcast. 
your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them, and most importantly, take action to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I'm grateful to have you in the room with us. I am Joey, the Italian Stallion Murray, and I've got the license plate to, to prove it. If you don't want to, you want to ask somebody about it, ask somebody from our Inner Circle Live. They came, they saw the back of the Yukon, and it was there. And many people pointed that out to me. Anyways, besides that, let's talk about the rest of our dream team here. To my left, we have Mr. Incredible. His superpower is speed to financial freedom. The real beauty of that is that speed is contagious. My man, J.D. Hill, say hello to your fans, J.D. Hey, fans. Uh, Joey, I'm just curious, looking at the zoom am i really on your left or where am i situated on the on the uh on the on the screen there when, when it's a virtual round table you it can is. be wherever you want to be my friend you well, are you're not. on the you're on my bottom left well i mean that's that's <laughs> close enough right okay yeah yeah all right so tell me this jd mm -hmm. what are, what are your thoughts on this today i don't think i'm an entrepreneur how can i create passive income Look, I think this is a pretty uh, philosophical and meaty topic, mm. um, and I'm hungry, so I'm ready to get into it. All right. Well, I'm not going to hold you back, but we first got to get everybody else in the in the room with us, right? That's right. So, to your right, I'm going to call on the piano man himself. We are all in the mood for passive income, and you have us seeing the light, Mister Matthew Hammond. Welcome back, Matthew. Uh, it's Good to be back, Joey. Um, I am actually looking forward to this uh, podcast episode uh, only because you will actually be leading in and asking questions that I might actually be able to answer this time. So, <laughs> hey, I think it's good. We're throwing Russ under the bus. That's right. Even though he's not here to defend himself. In fact, I said this ahead of time, but Russ is doing us all a favor. And man, just taking one for the team. He's so thoughtful of everybody else going to Scrub Island in the British Virgin Islands to scope it out for us to be able to know all the things there is to do when we go down there for our passive income mastermind retreat in June. Uh, I'll just say I'm a little jealous. I, I will say it. Matthew, how about you? Uh, yes, I am definitely jealous, but, um, at least he's able to scope it out and get the, uh, the best activities and meals, uh, meal ideas for us for when we are actually down there in June. So I'm excited for that trip for sure. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's get to the rest of our crew here to your left, a true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. If I would only have known him earlier, I would have been so much richer. Said everybody, Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. Nice to see you, Ern. Man, good to be seen. Always. Joey, I think when you when you were rolling rolling out, in case we forgot who you are, if if you have the name Stallion 
Do you think it's possible to not be an entrepreneur? 100% it is. And I'm going to get to that because I think, I think people don't always believe that being an entrepreneur is possible, but I am case in point, somebody that can prove to you that it's possible. That's interesting because you, you might be the first. I'm just, I haven't met many people that want to call themselves the stallion, <laughs> but that that's pretty bold. <laughs> and I would, I would say if, if you've got the, the tenacity to call yourself the stallion, then I think you got it in you to be an entrepreneur. Maybe it was always there, but I didn't always believe it. Right. So that's, that's, Hey, we got to get to the meat of this. As JD said earlier, in just a few minutes last before we get there, we got to bring the surgeon into the group. He has the precision-like approach to cash flow and can diagnose problems before they occur just by looking at your financial statements. Mr. Automated Budget himself, Mr. Eric Hudson. Great to have you, Eric. Come on, Stallion. Excited to be here. Thankful to Russ for being the giver that he is. So <laughs> I don't know if you can see my background, but I just decided to join him just now. Oh, man, that looks more like it. That's what I'm talking about. So, Eric, tell me tell me something about this. I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. How can I create passive income? Has that ever, has that thought ever come to your mind? Yeah, so I actually I could almost get emotional about this subject. I'm really, um, I really feel for some of the, if you've taken the DISC personality profiles, I really feel for some of the S- and the C personality profiles out there right now. And I'm about to speak in a language that, you know, JD and Matthew and uh, maybe even Ernie don't even understand, but they lack the self-confidence potentially to go out and really create a business on their own. So all their lives, they've told their friends, they've told other entrepreneurs around them, you know, with their shoulders kind of dripping, man, it's amazing what I you can do. But I'm just I'm just not an entrepreneur. And so I want you to know as a fellow S that lack that confidence that it is 100 percent possible and you can do it by leveraging other people's strengths. Oh, I love that, man. This this is about to get serious up in here, Eric, because I, I echo exactly what you're saying now. Uh, but before I get into some of that meat, I want to ask Matthew the same question. Right. You have you ever had this idea? I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. How can I create passive income? Did that ever occur to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, people people love the idea of passive income and financial freedom, but they they don't know where to start. You know, the simplest definition that I could find for entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business, usually by creating a product or service that people will buy. And they're often seen as visionaries or innovators. So a lot of times people think that you have to invent or innovate a product or idea in order to have a chance at being an entrepreneur and, and finding that financial freedom. And frankly, you know, the more I've learned, uh, that's simply not the case. Uh, you don't have to come up with the next Microsoft, Apple, or Tesla to become financially free. Passive income is not reserved for inventors or industry trailblazers. It's it's available to anyone that just knows they just have to know where to look. Oh. That's so good. But I think you just you just hit on something that we need to go a little deeper on. Did we say 
financially free or we say entrepreneur? You did a great job of defining what an entrepreneur is from one standpoint. Anybody, I, I want to call on you, JD. What would, how would you define that? Like, I think this, the today's show is going to go in a little bit of an order. Let's, let's break this down. Define an entrepreneur, right? So that's what we're getting to here. The second thing, do I need to become an entrepreneur? And number three, where can I create passive income regardless of being an entrepreneur? So first of all, start with how you would define it, JD. Um, Well, I was actually going, I was looking it up the definition to see, uh, you know, what Webster's or dictionary.com would define it as. And Matthew beat me to it uh, because he, he, he stated the definition right off of, uh, right (laughs) off the internet, which is great. Um, he probably wrote the definition actually, but I, I, I think in a lot of ways as, so for me personally, I've looked at being an entrepreneur from this perspective of like, if you're really going to be an entrepreneur, then you're somebody that's a pioneer, you're a trailblazer, right? You're a Jeff Bezos, you know, you're, um, you know, a Mark Cuban, whatever, where you're creating something from nothing. Like, like that's always been like my idea of an entrepreneur. And so for me, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, right, Eric, I think, I think there, there's some, you know, not that I've always viewed myself as an entrepreneur because I haven't, because I, I never viewed myself as somebody that's going to create a multi-billion dollar company. Right. Cause that's what I thought entrepreneurship was. Um, and it wasn't until I graduated college that I started understanding like, wow, being an entrepreneur is, is being in control of your financial future, right? It's being in control of the value that you place on yourself versus allowing somebody else to place that value on you right? By being able to add value in the marketplace. And this is something that I've taught. I continue to teach my kids. I think it's falling on deaf ears. At some point they'll catch it though, right? Because repetition is the mother of all learning. And, and that is that wealth creation is directly tied to value creation. And I think that is so true for an entrepreneur, right? An entrepreneur, I think is somebody that can figure out how to add value to the marketplace and then trade that value in exchange for money. And to me, that's what I think the definition of entrepreneurship is, is being able to add value and then be paid for that value. I love it. So, but is our goal to create value for other people or is it to, is to get to financial freedom or are those things aligned or at, at odds? What would you say to that? I think they're synonymous, right? Because if I'm adding value to the marketplace and the marketplace is paying me for that, that's what's going to help me then get to financial freedom, right? That resource that I've, I've now collected from the value creation that I added in the marketplace, I can now go take that and create financial, financial freedom with it. So I think those two things are synonymous with each other. I love it. Eric, would you change anything about or add anything to this whole definition of an entrepreneur as we're, as we're kind of rounding out this point? I think it's still really, really hard for me to, um, even though I agree with everything these guys have said in my heart, and maybe, Joey, I think you and I share a personality type, it's still hard for me to get over the definition of entrepreneur being somebody that's got to go lease a brick and mortar building and create something new uh, for the marketplace. And so I'm I'm going to learn right along with everyone else today. Uh, to maybe change that definition and understand um, how to broaden that definition. All right. So thank you for that. Ernie, how would you answer this as far as does someone need to become an entrepreneur? And I'm going to add in the context to become financially free. Sure. Well, first, can I, can I just 
get award like 50 points to JD for just crushing that. I mean, that is, that sounds like he needs to write that down, put that in a chapter in a book. Come on. So 50 Podcast points. is over, baby. Podcast is over. <laughs> it, I mean, that was incredible. Does somebody need to become an entrepreneur to become financially free? Can I play a little Jekyll and Hyde on this answer? Because I think, I think it's yes and no. <laughs> okay. Here's what I mean. First of all, uh, this might be controversial. I think entrepreneurs are terrible at creating passive income. Mm. The, 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 the visionary guys who want to build enormous uh, businesses that are one idea to the next, always um, pioneering the next thing. <laughs> They've halfway built one one trinket before they're on to the next widget. You're telling me that that to I need to become an entrepreneur to to become and stay financially free. I don't know. I think these these purists out there struggle with that. And in fact, I think a certain idea guy really benefits from being partnered up with a guy who might be a little bit different than that classic entrepreneur profile to keep him consistently getting that money coming in every month. Just just saying. And here's the second thing. But when I think about entrepreneur, and this is just a little bit of of my journey, and if you want me to expand on it, let me know. But I believe that in the conversations that I have with people and I ask them, hey, tell me about what life looks like when you are financially free. And they say things like, well, I want to have the flexibility to work on the things that I want to work on and with the people that I want to work with and spend my time doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, have permission. And I want to be able to be flexible in where I am. And I, I think about that often. I think, well, I think you're describing to me the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. <laughs> so to the person who says, I want to become financially free, but I don't want to become an entrepreneur, I say, well, I think that the lifestyle that you're going for sort of, you know, you call it whatever you want to. <laughs> but I think the lifestyle of someone who's financially free, it's pretty entrepreneurial. I, and I, I'm going to add this to you. If you've, let's say you're in the same boat that Ernie is talking about. And you, you have this vision of, I need to get out of the pain that I'm in, right? The pain of being on someone else's calendar constantly. Like my hours are not my own. I, I don't have autonomy because someone is constantly, you know, making my schedule for me and requiring things of me that I would not want to do if I had my own calendar. The only thing you can think of potentially, maybe this is where you're at right now, is I need to get away from this. And so you're just like, I just want to be financially free so I don't have to work. But the reality is, it's just like what JD said and what Ernie is talking about here, the lifestyle, as soon as you get over, let's say that you became financially free tomorrow. As soon as you get over the fact that you no longer have that weight and that pain, you're going to immediately have things unlocked in your brain that you didn't have before. And you're going to have time and you're going to want to bring value to the world because we were designed for that, hmm. right? You weren't designed to just not work and sit around and just, you know, fill your mind and your time with like nothing. And so I think there's a lot of people that will become accidental entrepreneurs because they'll realize Man, I was I was really meant for so much more. Um, hmm. 
I'm going to add this really quickly. I think the reason why this topic is so important for us to talk about today is because this is a this is a mindset shift that I don't think our school systems will ever teach people as possible. I believe that because maybe it's just me, but I think there's so many people like me that grew up and did not think that being an entrepreneur even made sense. It's like, well, that's for someone else. And I think it's because we were taught to just kind of walk a path and continue down it and work for someone else. And then eventually it literally is the wall street uh, mindset that has taught us this. And it's, mm. it's really perpetuated throughout our education system. So Eric, you're, you're kind of agreeing with me. What, what would you add to that? Well, I just was really thinking about how capitalism in essence First of all, if we're talking about if, if you spend your time thinking about, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be an entrepreneur, that's the wrong goal. The goal is to bring, as JD said, value to the marketplace. Capitalism in its essence is a race to who can bring, bring the most value, goods or service to the marketplace at the best price. And so your ultimate goal shouldn't be to be an entrepreneur, but to bring value to the marketplace. And, you know, I think that if you if you think about it in those terms, then don't put that takes all the pressure off you doing it on your own. I've got to be an entrepreneur. No. Who can I partner with to bring value to the marketplace using my skills, sets and abilities uh, to do that? You know, there are things that my wife and I can do together. Biblically, you know, the Bible says you can one can put a thousand to play, but two can put ten thousand. That sort of exponential growth there. So when we sort of combine and use each other's strengths and gifts, then that allows us to bring more value to the marketplace in an exponential kind of way. And that, you know, that sort of gets me energized and excited that I can actually do something that I didn't think I could do while using what I'm good at. And, for, you know, for me, that's going to be different than being the visionary. It's going to be the guy that's the number two in the support role that while that visionary jumps to butterfly from the butterfly jumps from flower to flower, I'm going to be saying, hey, but wait, remember what our goals were? I'm going to be like, you know, have you ever been to the bowling alley and see when uh, the kids bowl, they blow up those uh, things in the gutters? I, I, I saw that when Russ and I went last time. He was, yeah. he, was he asked for those for him. I, I don't, yeah. I thought so, it was a kid thing too. So that's what, uh, that's probably what I would bring to a partnership in some ways. I'm going to keep you out of the gutters and keep us focused on that target. And if you want to bounce around inside the gutters, that's fine because that's you. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the passive income operating system, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to what's what wall forward slash 
P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. Man, this is so good. So what I'm hearing you say is you don't need to become an entrepreneur to be financially free. You could potentially partner with somebody who maybe has that that definition of an entrepreneur, that drive and add value. I'm going to I want to come back to a thought on that. But first, I want to hear Matthew about the same question. Like, how would you respond to somebody's do I need to become an entrepreneur to become financially free? No, absolutely not. I mean, like you said at the very beginning of this episode, um, you know, financial freedom and entrepreneurship are, you know, they can be mutually exclusive. You don't have to have one without the other, um, or you can have one without the other, I should say. You know, Isaac Newton, uh, I'm sure you're aware of who he is, uh, the the famous English oh. scientist. He once said, if, if, I have, if I have seen further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. Now, in Newton's context, he was explaining that his ideas didn't come from him alone. He relied on the ideas of those who came before him. Uh, the giants he referred to were the, obviously the giants in the scientific community. Um, you know, these were the people who before him made big contributions to our knowledge. And Newton, even though he was a genius himself, knew that he couldn't have come up with his scientific breakthroughs on his own. So we can apply this same perspective to our own financial freedom journeys. You know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel to gain financial freedom. We can learn from those entrepreneurs who came before us blazing a trail in the business and investing world um, so that we can actually use that knowledge in our own investing journey. And in some case, even investing with these same people. And, uh, you know, just just being a part of this Wealth Without Wall Street community, um, I've met a lot of these entrepreneurs that I've kind of, you know, latched onto from an investing standpoint. And, you know, even if I'm not necessarily considering myself an entrepreneur right now, um, I can at least use their knowledge and their experience to to reach, to get further down that uh, path towards financial freedom. Oh, I love it. You're so, can you're I, so can right. I argue on that for just a second? Okay. Yes, you can. Go for it. I, I believe you absolutely need to become an entrepreneur to become financially free. Mm. Okay. And not in the sense that you change your wiring, but at least in the conversations that I have with people who are wanting to manage their own investments, even, even if you are a W-2 employee and you realize that man, you know, my company kind of owns my time a little bit here. (laughs) And I sense that when I'm a little bit late to work, I don't, I don't want to get reprimanded or when I have to stay late for work, I'm asked to work on something where they ask me, "Mm, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and need to ask you to come in on Saturday. And uh, "Mm, you know what, I'm going to need to ask you to come in on Sunday as well. That, that can become frustrating because you're owned in that situation a little bit, but if you can just change your thinking to an entrepreneur mindset, which is number one, I own my time and I can choose to place my time in a job right now. Okay. That's an entrepreneur thought to say, if I put in this work, it creates this result and that helps me get closer to financial freedom. Perfect. Then, then we can think about people who are managing, uh, putting dollars into retirement accounts or brokerage accounts. Or putting dollars with financial advisors 
Okay, sure, fine. But let's think of that like part of your investing business. <laughs> you own and control your decision to do that. Nobody's making you do that. And if you realize that you own that, that's an entrepreneurial thought. I, what you're saying, and I, I want to 100% shout it from the rooftops, being an entrepreneur is about ownership. And it's not about being a victim. Sometimes I think as a W-2 employee, it's easy to think because I don't own the company and I don't own my time all the time that I just, I don't have as many options or I, 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 I things are happening to me. Right. But the reality is the mindset does have to shift to an ownership. And I think that's a brilliant thing to point out. So thank you for sharing that. Now let's get really practical for that person that says, okay, I'm, I am in a W-2 and I want to create passive income. I want to be financially free, but I'm just not the type that's going to run out and start something or take a huge risk. In fact, I'll say this, a good friend of mine and I were talking today. Um, I was driving home and he just told me, he said, man, uh, things have changed a lot at work and I'm looking for a career change. I'm, I'm considering a different path. And, um, and I said, and he was telling me about his culture index and he said, he's, his autonomy is off the charts. So that means he, he doesn't need a lot of direction. He doesn't like being micromanaged. He wants to kind of be, um, very proactive and all these things. Right. And I said, well, what would keep you from starting your own business? It was literally, I, I even forgot we were talking about this today. So this is just the Lord's timing. And he said, man, to be honest, I, I would, that's the dream. He said, but I don't know if I can take the financial instability right now with my kids and my wife. And it's just as a big risk to me. And that to me, I like immediately had compassion to say, there are great opportunities for people who are in a W-2 role that just are in that kind of position. They, they need to start proving to themselves that that risk isn't as big as it may seem, or they just need to say, as you were saying, Eric, where can I plug in that I can begin to move towards those things that just have more of my time back or more of the environment that I want to work in? And one of the things I, I told him, I said, man, as you're starting to put the word out to people and, and you're starting to look for these jobs, he's got an operator kind of profile. He loves to operate businesses and he wants to add value. And, but he also wants to grow a business. And I said, man, now that you know this about yourself, you need to find that visionary and you need to sell to them that I'm going to help you with my strengths and my abilities to grow this business. And when we do expand, I said, go ahead and negotiate on the front end how you want to have a piece of the ownership of what you help create. So, so it's almost like he's created an entrepreneurial drive that can turn into ownership down the road. And I just wanna encourage that, like that's a real way that you could create passive income down the road for yourself without taking something that would be feeling like a massive risk. So that that's just one thought. Eric, what would you add to that as far as like some practical places people create passive income regardless of being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So if you are an accredited investor, then um, that's 
really pretty simple. There are more investment options available to you than you could ever analyze. Many of those have been featured on the show. And uh, please go back and listen, and you can find those, scroll down and see if there's something that interests you. But also, I have currently um, four investments, passive income investments, where they're not even um, accreditation, accredited investor status is not required. I have the done for you land business. I have a duck hunter outfitter service in Canada. Now let's talk about that a little bit. The duck hunter service. Yeah, quite, quite. If I'm, yeah. If I'm going to be an entrepreneur and be a part of a business and we're hunting ducks in Canada, I promise you, I'm not the guy that's leading those hunts. I'm not the guy that's setting that up. But I am the guy that has the skill set of putting that multi-member LLC together, and and that's my contribution to the business, right? Uh, also, we, um, you know, I, I I invest in a couple guys, couple local guys here that I know them personally. I know their heart. I know what their skill set is, and have invested in their business for a piece of the ownership, or sometimes just a. Uh, a money loan. And, you know, I've got a guy that's doing vintage signs and then another guy that's doing pressure washing. You know, I helped him buy his first trailer with his pressure washer on there. And so young guy felt really great to do that. So I'm a not only a part of the business, but you get to be a part sometimes of watching young people come into their own. And so it's an amazing place to be. And the last thing I would say about that even though you may know all these operators and may know them personally, remember to get the legal documents in place because um, it's important. Things happen. Oh, so good. Yeah. So tribe, if you're not listening, like these are very specific things that Eric has personally done himself and, and has had to do that as he's worked in W2 roles, right. And has learned along the way. So take note of some of these things, JD, what would you add to that? Some specific ways maybe that you've seen people create passive income without being a, an entrepreneur. So I, I think the the first thing that, that comes to mind for me is, um, and there are a number of things, like I have so many things running through my head, but one is you hear people starting side hustles, right? And and starting a side hustle means you continue working at your W-2 and then you you literally start your own business on the side, right? It becomes your after hours. So instead of clocking in for overtime, your overtime is now dedicated towards building a business on the side. So you still have the stability of your stable W-2 income while you're building your other business over here. So it doesn't have to be, I either start this business over here and I'm all in with you know no parachute behind me, some people want to put the, you know, figure out the parachute on the way down. Some people want to make sure the parachute's actually on, right? Before they jump out of the plane, different personality types. And I think, um, yeah, attaching yourself, because I love partnership, right? The Bible says that a three chord strand is not easily broken. Like I love being in partnership with other people that have different skill sets than I have. Right. And and so you can start business with other people that have different skill sets than you. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to require a, trem a, a tremendous amount of money in order to be able to do that, because if you have other people, then you can pool that capital together. Right. And and so let me give you an example. Me and two of my buddies that are in um, my, my church small group, we are starting a business together. 
and um, they don't have necessarily a tremendous amount of capital to be able to invest into the business early on. But I want to help them be able to start their own business, right? To be able to to um, create passive income and create financial freedom for them and their families. So what we're going to do, and this is some creative things that I literally, I've had the privilege of being able to learn these things because of this community, right? Because of the things that I've been able to learn through brilliant minds smarter than me. And so we're going to start a business where they're a third equity owner. All three of us are third equity owners in the business. However, the revenue is going to not be split a third, a third, a third, right? The revenue is going to be split differently based on their value or based on their contribution to the company. And then as profits are received, they're going to collect those profits, reinvest them back into the company until it's a third equitable for all of us. Then profits will then be split a third, a third, a third. Right. So my point and what I'm trying to share is that you can create business with people. And Eric was talking about this and negotiate your equity in the business. And you can be the sweat equity and earn more equity or more payout or more profit into the future. Right. So it's just it's just a matter, though, of if you don't know how to do that, then you got to be around people that do know how to do that. And this community is surrounded and filled with people just like that, that can help you figure those types of things out. By, by the way, I'm, I'm going to use this as a shameless plug, but you're exactly right, JD. If you don't have this community yet, it's just as easy as getting on a call with one of these coaches and following through on what you know you need to do, right? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call and help, like they will help map this out for you, but you got to be in the right places to learn these things. If you're stuck with this mindset, I couldn't be an entrepreneur, I can't do this, I can't. That's because you you haven't been around the right people. And uh, so great, great point, JD. Matthew, same question. Specifically, what are some ways that someone can create passive income, whether or not they're an entrepreneur? Well, I mean, uh, you know, Eric, Eric listed off a, a ton of opportunities that you can do without you know, without actually officially being classified as an entrepreneur, uh, with, uh, with these passive income opportunities, like I said before, you know, you can, you can partner with these other entrepreneurs that have started funds. They've started these syndications, uh, they, they've, you know, whether it's in real estate or oil and gas or, um, or, you know, a multitude of other opportunities. Um, you can, you can be a passive investor in these, if you just don't have the time to devote to being an entrepreneur, uh, and, but you have more capital than time, then you can, you can utilize those types of investment opportunities. Um, well, hold, I do want to go me, back. I do. Let yeah, me stop ahead. you for just one second. I want to ask you really specifically, did you think of yourself as an entrepreneur when you opened a short-term rental in the mountains? You bought one. Honestly, no, I did not at that time. Um, I have, I've evolved uh, over time. And now I definitely consider myself an entrepreneur. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. So, you know, I'm sure there's people listening right now uh, in our community and even outside of our community there, there might be asking them questions like, well, do I have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? How do I know if I can be an entrepreneur? And uh, there, there's so many, there's so many characteristics to an entrepreneur. You really just have to do a self-reflection to see if, if you have what it takes um, because I don't want to, I don't, we don't want to downplay entrepreneurship. You know, we, we're talking about, you know, opportunities 
that we can take advantage of if we don't consider ourselves entrepreneurs, but we absolutely need entrepreneurs. And if there's people in our community or outside of our community that, that have that ability, that have those characteristics, then we definitely want them to be able to embrace those characteristics. So, you know, do, do your, do a self-reflection, you know, there's, there's different characteristics. Like, did you, you can ask yourself these types of questions. Did you used to sell things as a kid? You know, is the idea of a nine to five job, a turnoff for you? Um, you know, going back to your point earlier, Joey, you know, did, did you like the traditional education system? If you don't like the traditional education system, then that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good giveaway that you might be an entrepreneur or at least have the ability to be an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, are you a natural leader? Do you feel compelled to help others? Do you have vision? You know, are you hungry for greater opportunities? Are you a natural problem solver? You know, do you see opportunities where other people see problems? Are you a risk taker? And my personal favorite, do you love working on personal development through coaching, seminars, podcasts, reading, you know, et cetera, things like that. So, you know, you got to ask yourself these things because if you're, if you're wondering if you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur and you, and you, you know, you can check off these boxes, then absolutely. Um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a great sign that you have what it takes. Yeah. I love all that. And uh, just the things that could be going through people's minds right now. Ernie, uh, once you finish this out here, as far as any specific ideas on creating passive income, regardless of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, I think if you're, if you're asking that regardless point, it's, well, what kind of person is asking that? It's the person who's cautious, who really wants to know what's the roadmap. I want to make sure that these things are proven I'm not necessarily wanting to pioneer or innovate into something. And so, by the way, that, that sounds a lot like me. So, but the first, the first thing that I did was a, a rental property. And I realized I don't necessarily want to be the one to, to just plunge into an area that I don't have previous real estate investment experience in. I want to make sure that I, I get in a good area. I want to make sure that I identify a good property I want to make sure that that property is correctly equipped <laughs> to handle tenants uh, long-term, not just the first tenant that moves in, but long-term. And I want to make sure that it's marketed in a really great way. I want to make sure that it's leased up in a really wise way. So there's just that, that uh, when the tenant signs a lease, that everything is, is in there that needs to be in there. And I didn't know how to do all those things. So I partnered with a company and then with a crew that knows exactly how to do those things. And as an, as an entrepreneur who wanted to live that lifestyle and who wanted to create <laughs> the income of an entrepreneur, I knew that doing investment real estate and partnering with a company who identifies and rehabs and then leaves that property, uh, is able to do the property management on that I knew that was going to be a great win for me, regardless of my willingness to innovate in that space. And so that's just a practical example of where I got started. And, and here, here, here would be, Joey, I want to go ahead and give my final thought on this. Go for it. This is a journey, right? Where I started is not where I have to end up. <laughs> I don't have to have, I don't have to be a great entrepreneur today to start growing into one, right? I don't have to have all the answers to look to my family and say, you know what? I think it's going to be wise for us to stay in control of our money so that I can start pursuing 
some opportunities with the capital that I need when I need it. And so this is a this is about a journey of becoming. So if you're listening to this and you're not fully developed <laughs> as an entrepreneur, that doesn't mean that you can't get much closer. And none of us have arrived, right? I think that is a beautiful reminder. Eric, final thoughts from you. Yeah, when you're goal setting or thinking about the situation that you're currently in and you want to change it, it's important at some point to have that long-term goal, that picture, that one year, that five-year, 10-year of where you want to be. But in the implementation and the execution of that, what you need to know in the beginning is not worry about, similar to what Ernie's saying, all the steps it takes to get to where you're going. What you need to think about today is what is the first thing I need to do right now? What is the one step I need to take in that direction? Maybe that's making a 15-minute call, setting up a 15-minute call with one of us. Maybe that's you know listening to the podcasts and trying to find out what passive income idea matches you. Whatever that one step may be, don't be overwhelmed by the entirety of the process. Keep it simple and decide today, what is the first thing I need to do? The one step I need to take in that direction and do that one. And once that one's done, just take the next one. And all of a sudden you're on your way. Uh, so I love that. That's all of our our whole process is we call it the right next thing because there's so many things you could do. But what is the right next thing? What is the the one thing that I need to focus on so I can check that off the box and then hit the next one? Uh, each one of these coaches are helping people do exactly that. Matthew, final thoughts. I think we we successfully somewhat redefined the term entrepreneur in this 30 minutes that we were talking. Um, you know, in the traditional sense, you know, we were kind of talking about how an entrepreneur is, you know, a trailblazer in whatever industry uh, they may be. You know, they're they're innovating or they're creating brand new products or ideas. Um, and uh, I think Ernie did a great job in in explaining that you can be an entrepreneur without being an entrepreneur in the traditional sense. And, you know, if you are an entrepreneur in the traditional sense, then by all means, use those talents because we need those new ideas. We need those new products. You know, I mean, we need those trailblazers, you know, to 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 cut a path, you know, on this journey. Um, but uh, if you if you're not an entrepreneur in the traditional sense, then simply find those entrepreneurs to invest in and with. And you can still reach that ultimate freedom goal that we're all striving for. Amazing. J.D., um, man, I hope y'all were hungry. Like I said, this is a meaty conversation, a meaty topic. And I feel like, uh, I feel like we hit that. I think one of the biggest things that keeps people back from starting business is not knowing where to start, right? Like what type of business do I create? It's, it's the fear of the unknown. And that's the thing that again, being around community, uh, is so helpful because you're around folks that are like-minded uh, and folks that will encourage you and help answer questions that you need the the gaps filled in for. Uh, and so my final thoughts would be if the people that's currently in your closest inner circle are not entrepreneurs, right? If they don't have that kind of a mindset, they're not creators. And by creators, I just mean value creators, right? They don't think about ways on how I can create value. You need to be around folks that can help you think that way, right? And folks that will encourage you and support you. Because you don't have to risk a lot of money. In fact, Warren Buffett is what is known for, for saying rule number one in any investing is don't lose money, right? Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. 
And so I, I think it's important, right? That like when you, when you're thinking about creating a business in whatever it is, you don't have to think, oh, I can't create the next Google. That's fine. Right. You can add value in other ways. Like the value you create doesn't have to be some multi-million dollar value add that you're creating in the marketplace. Like Eric said, take one step and then take the next step and then take the next step. It's just like I taught my, my youngest on how to swim. I was like, buddy, his name's Graham. I said, Graham, you're never going to learn how to swim if you don't get off the tanning ledge. So what do you do? He jumped off the tanning ledge while holding on to the tanning ledge. <laughs> and he's like, dad, look, I'm swimming. I'm like, bro, you're not swimming. You're still on the tanning ledge. Right. And, and it took like really having to have somebody pull him out to teach him. So find somebody that's doing it and attach yourself to that person, right? And learn from other folks that are doing it. Uh, so, so those would be my thoughts is, 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 is um, uh, everything I just said. I don't, know how to re- I don't know how to summarize that. No need, man. No need to summarize it. It was well done. And I think if I can leave you with one last thought, it is simply this. This should be the start of a mindset shift. Don't call it entrepreneurship. Don't call it, you know, being a W-2. Literally, if you're on the journey, as, as Ernie mentioned earlier, to financial freedom, it's going to require a mindset shift, period. Take ownership, take action. Nobody will do this for you. Um, the lie of Wall Street is give me your money and we know how to manage it better than you. And we'll give it back to you at some fictional time in the future. And it will be, you know, hopefully more. That is foolishness, right? You are the only one that cares about your money. I don't care what anybody else tells you, you're it. So take this as an encouragement to get out of your comfort zone and learn to take ownership period, end of story. I'm so grateful for each of you for listening in. If you like this, you found value, please share it. Rate uh, all the different venues and places that podcasts are shared. Please give it to a friend who may be stuck in the same place. We'll catch you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.